one of the points that came across today, the day that I'm recording this, it's actually the day before this will go out as well, but it's a really important point. And it's something that I recognised um, across the churches today, um, in which you will recognise it in every single one, um, with regards to the Christian message, and that is that the turning to God um, for salvation, if you yourself are a person who is getting these recordings, I do um, completely align and agree with the message that we heard in church today. Now, I heard two, I witnessed two different um, services in the one day and um, I will explain that I also observed the, the service that I gave on here as well, the broadcast, so probably three all in. And the one message that is in every single one is the message of salvation, that if you turn to God with all your heart and turn away from the wickedness that you have found yourself in, if that is you today listening to this, if you repent of your sins, honestly and wholeheartedly and turn away and turn to God and do what is right and dedicate yourself to God. That in doing so, if you also accept the Holy Spirit, through this acceptance, you will find that forgiveness. That is um, something which you will understand in terms of salvation because you will see the bigger picture in the powers and the principalities that were at play or that may be at play in your life. And you'll also see God reigning the highest and then you'll have a greater understanding of, um, of energy, essence and what's really going on in the world. So that's something that I want to put in to this particular recording as we state this today. Um, that was certainly the type of um, message that was coming across. And, you know, we also know though, as this was preached today, the salvation um, for all people, it, this is true, but it's, it's all people that are dedicated to God. In other words, those whose intentions are about God, about doing the right thing and who possibly understand that they're perfect or they're perfecting in their perfecting that they are in a dedication to betterment. And then there's perhaps other people who don't have that at all and therefore don't have that dedication, don't seek God and then therefore don't have that salvation. So although the door is um, ready to be opened, it is not something that we can necessarily force upon um, 
each person to be able to receive. So there's a promotion of it, but there's also the wisdom and the clarity to understand that that's a personal um, dedication and commitment choice as well. And that was reiterated more in the uh, the other service that I was at uh, later today where it talks about very clearly that of those who are in that intent of betterment, in the intent of dedication to Christ, to God, and truly and honestly on that path where there is um, that salvation there because that's just a part of the acceptance of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's not even um, a salvation. It is just that that sin is not sin that is recognised, although it may be projected uh, from outside parties to someone that believes in God. It is not in, in existence for that person in God, in Christ, because that would be abusive towards the Holy Spirit of them to state that they were. <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? If they have accepted Christ, um, it would be quite insulting to the Holy Spirit with, within them. So again, there's different levels. There's different, um, you know, ascended levels of, of what each person's accepting. And in any case, as I say, it was also then said at the other service that, you know, may those be punished who... Um, obviously, you know, may there be justice and also punishment. Um, yeah, I mean, that has come across on another service today, which wouldn't have even been on, perhaps on the tips of the tongues of, of the first or the second service that I uh, witnessed today. And, and so that's interesting. You have to understand the nuances and the differences that's going on in the kingdom and what is actually been um spoken out there as well i'm just going to explain this he delivereth and yet rescueth and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered daniel from the power of the lions so we hear this understanding um from and between um, God, Daniel, and Darius, the king Darius, um, after Daniel had made this dedication, um, there were certain rules and regulations, but Daniel stayed loyal to the king, which is God, the king of all kings. And because of certain rules and regulations that weren't understood within that part of the realm of that kingdom, um, we know that Darius was punished in a certain way for, I suppose, for being loyal to God, um, which is above all. And this was seen as somehow not being loyal to the, the kingdom of the earthly kingdom that was reigning in some way because there were set regulations that he didn't know about or understand um, or adhere to because once again he was probably in a higher position within the realm and just understood a, a level of simplicity in love for, for God, the God Almighty. 
But in any case, um, Daniel uh, prospered and um, he did really well. God kept him safe. And we hear that because of this, this brings even greater unity within the actual kingdom. So the king then began to understand more of the God Almighty, the King of Kings. And so we see how there's unity there that happens even within these situations. But we're not talking about that with regards to God's people who um, are trying in terms of like punishment. That wouldn't make sense. But it's talking about, I suppose, in the other service, those who are genuinely going against God and God's people, the kingdom, and um, doing things for the wrong reasons. Now, that might sound strange, like, why would anyone do that? Well, again, there are powers and principalities and levels of wisdom, um, etc. And those not having that level of wisdom or that ability or that want or that commitment towards God, then therefore, as you say, can fall into um, being utilised um, by those powers and principalities of a, a lower level, which then brings upon that, uh, I suppose, that wrath, if you think of God, or that punishment. But that's it's a different type of thing altogether. So we're talking about different levels there, diff- different realms, and uh, linking that up with Daniel there. And what you've just heard, that verse that you've just been read, is from um, Daniel chapter 6, and verse 27. So we pray that, um, although it's, you know, we know that Daniel is actually even more uh, loyal to the king. So the king of the earth and heaven, which is God Almighty above all. So that was who Daniel was loyal to. But we pray for those who do not even have that loyalty to the king of all the king or <clears throat> earthly um kingdoms at all or anything of God or goodness and who may be subject or under powers and principalities which are not good and we pray for them to be broken from that and to seek God and to seek to enter into salvation. In the name of Jesus the Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. Welcome to today's um, great broadcast that we're going to have. Thanks be to God. What you're going to hear is um, this level of unity of God's people. So, you know, links here with the Jewish religion, with the Catholic religion and the Reformation. So um, all of these strands being brought together in different ways, which is really wonderful. And um, just the kind of amazing things that I have witnessed as well and some other things with regards to um, what we can be thankful for with God and the importance of sharing um, what we are thankful for as well so that we can encourage each other too. So welcome 
um, just relax, get yourself ready to enjoy this and um, you are going to experience also the liturgy of the day um, across um, these different strands as well. We're going to be looking at the Catholic liturgy but you're going to hear some words in Hebrew and you're also going to hear some quite uh, reverent, maybe quite perhaps archaic um, levels um, from the um, the reformational King James Bible as well and how it sounds um, as well as to some of the the important points today which are maybe missing from um, a particular part of the reading which we've filled in and looked at and, um, and, and really honed in and what that is and why it's important and how we've been looking at really honing that of the spiritual um, relationship with God. So see how that's really pinpointed um, for today in particular. Welcome to this broadcast. This is a broadcast for Wednesday, the 7th of April, 2021. It's also known as Tuesday in the octave of Easter. Let me just check my accuracy on this. Yes, uh uh-huh. So, we're still in Easter and Easter continues. So, throughout these 40 days, which is really pretty amazing um i think you know for most of okay i can't say most um a lot of people easter is just simply easter on easter sunday and that's it then that is just simply it that just sounds so boring when you think of it doesn't it um so here we go the reality for us and what a blessing this is now i'm going to start off in this because Um, during one of our readings on the day that I'm recording this, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday. And earlier on today, that was one thing um, that um, the priest had said earlier on was that, you know, that we will talk about and tell of, to an extent, you know, the great wonders, the great miracles, the greatness of God um that the church will be able to do that so that means us as the church and well this is one this is a, a major blessing that every single day right now is still easter and we get to celebrate that because we are the chosen ones of god so we are in that celebration mode still i just think that's lovely um so for today i'm looking at um obviously Tuesdays but by the time that you'll hear this it'll be Wednesday so let's look at Wednesday's reading as well <clears throat> okay so I'm going to pair this up right now because I've got the Catholic liturgy in front of me Um, I like to be very reverent and I've got to be truthful. I've 
got to be truthful. I, un- I understand what's going on and I'm sure I'll come into greater levels of wisdom and clarity as well. Glory to God. <clears throat> Thanks be to God. But um, <clears throat> there's um, there's a difference between, you know, the antiquitous texts of the Bible of King James and that of the new versions and the revised versions that are out there and they are really quite large differences at times and one of them in particular that I heard someone um, speaking of when they were utilising it's actually the American version of the Catholic Bible and it's so far removed from what's going on in the royal lineage like I could just tell straight away, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It was something that, you know, King David was supposed to be saying, he was supposed to be, you know, blessing. And in a way, it's a nice mistake, if that's what it is. In a way, it's a nice mistake because he was, you know, he's blessing his enemies. But actually, in actual fact, he doesn't do that. Um, He actually protects and he forms that border that boundary um, around him and of course God's people protecting um, them and sends back obviously um, you know the wicked ones we're talking about those that are not of God so you're talking about the evil one those align there that don't have any faith that don't put God first those that run after idols those that then obviously are the ones that are jealous or persecutory towards those of God so he doesn't bless them and I know Jesus talks about that and that is potentially could be something to do with why um, this supposed mistake was made in the Catholic Bible this revised version of it this American version that I've heard someone read but it's really inaccurate um, in terms of reality because that didn't happen and it certainly doesn't happen <clears throat> in the King James Version. So I just, for accuracy's sake, because um, it rings true to um, the original like, Jewish texts and things like that, um, I will cross over and read. Um, perhaps both, because mm, they are both very important. Um and if there what I'll do is if there's anything extra in the liturgy <clears throat> which there normally isn't there normally isn't anything hugely different there was an Easter there was something from Baruch or Baruch or Baruch as some people would say it's Baruch <clears throat> and um, I just knew that straight away so it's it must be coming through the lineage um obviously through the link to to Jesus like I get um just a knowing inside me about how something should be said in Hebrew I also have tried to learn it um myself as well so I've done a little bit of both I've I've had it come straight to me and other times it's just no it just goes straight like I just go straight to the English version and I have to kind of like learn it myself so I have kind of two things going on sometimes I'll just know innately what the Hebrew is and I'll just read it like that like Baruch 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 um 
And so, we're going to look at Acts, and it is chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. So I like the fact that we can bring these both together, and this is um, a big aspect of, um, of, of bringing Christians together from two different church types as well that are joined together anyway. It's just different things that are going on between the two which coexist in either one's camp anyway. Right, so let's have a look then at Acts 3 verses 1 to 10. So it's chapter 3. When I say Acts 3, I mean chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked, An alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. It's important to tell these things. Well, here's something that happened. I um, am still going through something which is unravelling and unfolding in terms of a situation um, with um, me and my family. And... um, It is very interesting because during a particular stage and a particular time, I felt a certain way within the family with regards to a certain person. They were doing things, they were saying things, and the things that they were doing and that they were saying, I could not match up. I couldn't understand what on earth they were going on about. <clears throat> I couldn't tell what on earth they were meaning to do, what the intentions were, and what on earth was going on from one minute to the other. And this is a person who would otherwise be supposed to be directing everything. So me, um, sort of in that space and sphere of supposed to be being directed in that way by them was totally at a loss and in that period of time I needed to really rely on God more and more so because there was nothing 
nothing to be directed in with this person. It was all going, it was all afraid, it was all going astray and it was all just all over the place where they were concerned in their direction of things and me trying to follow that was just like all over the place. I'm like thinking, okay, now you mean this, so this must mean this and this is where we're at now. Following their lead was leading into a mess. And so they would say one thing, then that would lead to certain things occurring. And then they wouldn't like the fact that it led there. And then you're thinking, well, you're leading it there. So in all of that, that is such a wonderful situation where something that's a mess breaks you out of a situation or a cycle because you just cannot make head nor tail of it. It doesn't make sense. So you have to make a huge change. And that huge change was coming closer to God. Truly listening to what it is that I was supposed to do and my own sovereignty, understanding my own sovereignty. And so that, if that hadn't occurred, would not have brought me to understand that. And there are many other things as well that have gone on where I have thought that someone else should be very, very much the one to steer and to lead things. And then when they weren't able to, that backfired and they showed me they weren't the bigger person and that it actually all really did fall upon me. And that it was me that was being expected to be that bigger person every single time. So there's never been one man, there's never been anyone stronger or anyone that would ever be able to be the one that would say, yeah, and put their hands up and say, no, it was my fault there, or I did that, or I should do this, and sorry. So it was constantly reminding me, even although that wasn't a very nice thing to find out, the good thing to find out out of it was, is that I actually was being thought of more highly than they thought of themselves and I was having all of my own like responsibility or all of everyone's responsibility thrown back towards me. Now that in itself people will say that's not fair everyone should be responsible for what they're doing but that in and of itself which is seemingly unfair still had a silver if not a gold lining in that it pointed straight back to me again. Well as God has, has already placed that crown visually and in that visitation with me spiritually, in my head, not on it, in it, then therefore it just goes to um, further this entire concept. That's all that it does. It just furthers that concept of my own power within every situation. Again, I know, like Jesus would know as well, that when we hold Christ, we know these things, that that may be all fine and well to a certain extent. But God, Jesus still knows, as I still know, every single person has their own will to a certain extent. And there's only so much that the Holy Spirit can do through me to help someone else or guide them in the way can't force that upon them or make them actually behave a certain way or do something a certain way. So there are specific limits to that and knowing that and reiterating that 
helps to empower others as well. But I have found that is a common thread in my life that usually is put back to me so other people won't take the often the responsibility that they really need to take. And even though that's unfair, it is always then put the empowerment <laughs> back on to me by saying, well, if people actually do really truly believe that, then that is a very sovereign position to be because they literally think that I control everything. So, <laughs> so that's what this situation in a way did as well to a certain extent. It pushed me into that space within myself because they weren't capable um, to have that kind of um, time with me where they were leading. So it pushed me to the only person uh, who could, which was that person of the Trinity and that is God, that is Jesus Christ. So glory to God for situations that have done that, have led me in that way and have empowered me even more, even although that didn't look like that was the way that it was, it seemed almost unfair in ways, it still pointed me and pushed me into a greater place of um, power and empowerment and a greater relationship with Jesus Christ, which I wouldn't have. I don't have that sense of empowerment or the ability to say, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I guess if it wasn't for that. So it's a symbiotic thing. We have to talk about and we have to be happy to show things that were once troubling us and how Christ has, you know, very quickly helped to, to heal a part of us. Um, and you know, imagine that leaping up, standing and walking, doing all that is quite normal to be doing all that, considering the position that that man was once in. Um, yes, I mean, we've experienced many different miracles. I mean, one that I always talked about was my actual spiritual but physical earthly father having that spiritual connection there and him pulling me to come back home and um, so me and my friend um, that I had been friends with throughout school um, we had both traveled to America we were spending time out there at camp with all of our other friends together um, spending time there went traveling afterwards and then I had that pull and it felt like it was coming from my earthly and spiritual father to go home and there was a few other things that happened but if it hadn't been for that goodness knows where we would be or what would have happened as I say that was around about the same time as 9-11 we were due to be in the airport for the day after so no doubt we would have been there caught up either traveling uh, the day before which would have been 9-11 I just like you know for us it's like the 11th of the 9th month so the 11th you see goodness when I'm talking about this it's like ah so we would have probably been traveling there at the very very least I'd imagine we would have been there because I think we were there for like 24 hours so yeah we'd have probably been there like in plenty of good time um, and goodness knows what that would have meant but in either case round about New York anyway that is one of the major 
um, miracles as well and you know so saved by definitely by father if you want to say yes the heavenly father through my own um, spiritual and earthly father and that connection I had with him and uh, a few other different things that were happening as well um, which kind of just pushed it all together to really you know push that date forward so when these things happen we have to give thanks to God so I give thanks to God for that and um, we have to be able to actually share that with other people so that they can feel encouraged as well well I guess another thing would be that um, you know for example people are talking about coronavirus a lot and someone had said to me you know have you had this yet have you done this and they were telling me what they, where they are with it and all the rest and this was out on the beach one of the other days there and um, you know I was saying well I think I might have probably had it you know at the beginning <laughs> like March last year kind of thing possibly and let's just put it this we had something that was like um, not like a cold but kind of like a cold but not so um, yeah never felt like that before in my life but it was very quick and it was very easy um, to get over um, and uh, thanks be to God again um, that aside, I mean, I, I think the fact that, you know, we're here, we've, ha- we've had a pandemic and we're okay, we're safe, that in itself is something to be thankful for in God and all the developments that are being made. Also, the amount of um, people that have been doing really well, really thinking about each other, the um, achievements we've managed to make and the dedication that people have had in doing very very simple things keeping to the regulations are so simple and easy um to do but the fact that it takes that dedication to make sure you're doing them all the time um so i think just thanks that we have such amazing people that have been doing that as well thanks be to god for that because they show that they really it's not just about themselves it is about themselves it's important but it's about everybody so caring for the community and their own country that they're in and the wider world at large which is really um obviously a mature thing very important and uh, essential so thanks be to god for that um other things to be thankful for there are so many whether they be miracles or things are just kind of expected but they make a big difference in our world today so thank you to all of you as well that have been so dedicated in helping each other and going that extra mile and maybe sometimes some of you are hearing that your governments or your places that you're at are moving a little bit quicker but you're taking it more slowly and being more sensible well thanks to you and you really do make the difference well done okay um We will continue on with the next part of the reading. I'm going to do this part of the reading um, from the Catholic one here. And then I'm going to let you hear the difference. Um, So this is from the Catholic liturgy. And it will just give you the ability to to hear what it sounds like in um, kind of a newer text. And then you can hear the kind of the text of quite um a fair bit of antiquity um in the king james version 
Okay, I'll give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually, O offspring of Abraham, his servant, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He is mindful of his covenant forever, of the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to eat sack. And I just give thanks as well that the covenant is throughout, yes, um, you know, the Abraham um, types of people. And we know that that perhaps is slightly, okay, well, it can be in all areas of the Christian um, faith groups. Mm. Um, it certainly can. I wouldn't want to pin it on one in particular because I keep seeing uh, little miracles throughout all of them where I see that faith, um, that kind of Abrahamic, Abrahamic faith. Um, I, normally I would have said it would have been those in the Reformation because they're free-flowing um, and not as religiously strict but I've actually seen um, across the Catholic Church and the Reformation, the Protestant Church, all the all the um, church groups have, have seen that faith um, in various degrees really of Abraham. It's just kind of like putting the faith first before actual, you know, ordinances or very strict religious um, routine. Even although that's something, as I say, you'd probably link more so to, yes, firstly, the Jewish religion and, and of course, to a certain extent, the Catholic. But it is, it's all about... Um, our own levels as we ascend as well and growing in wisdom and how easy it is or how f much of a flow it seems and it's like even you know being able to speak Hebrew as well be able to understand some of these words that at first it might seem quite daunting or it might seem like really um like a lot to think about a lot to take on um, quite religious or quite you know a lot to just think of and take on board but once you continue to ascend in the way and you practice it the easier it becomes so maybe it's a little bit like that so glory to God and thanks be to God for all um, the learning there as well and being able to share across all the faith groups so I can bring Hebrew into um, Judaism and Catholicism and all the way along because all of the people of God are important and um, we know that there's a, a string in the middle <laughs> the very important one is Christ Almighty um, throughout um, in any case let's go on to Psalm 105 in this way and I just thanks be to God that I'm able to actually do this to hold this uh, level of unity and be able to share across these ways so that you can hear all the, the parts coming together in unity. 
okay so we were uniting here we've united um aspects of uh, the jewish religion um that's happening all the time every time we open the bible anyway every time we link to christ every time we're in christ that's that's occurring um and the catholic as well in terms of reading from the catholic liturgy being directed in the catholic liturgy and now of the reformation we look at the king james bible and the version here um is O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face forevermore. O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Yaakov, his chosen. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac. Thanks be to God in that ability as I say to be able to bring all those um, different parts of what's so important to God together and um, one of the verses that was missed out there in the, the liturgy in the Catholic liturgy which is present here is verse 5 and I'm going to share what verse 5 says it says, remember his marvellous works that he hath done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. That's very important. We have to remember the works that he's done, his wonders and his judgments from his mouth that means from his mouth that was written in the holy text but do you understand the importance of that is that in order to understand and to be able to take that verse 5 very seriously you have to have an actual real relationship where you hear the mouth of God where you have a relationship with Christ on a daily basis in a moment-to-moment basis throughout each day because it's also what he's saying what's being um, brought to mind and to clarity within ourselves at every moment of the day and we have to remember that that's very very important in fact it's the most important because there's nothing more important than the living God that is with us in spirit every single moment of every single day. Wow. There we go. Okay, so now let's look at the final gospel reading. And I'm going to finish off on the Catholic liturgy. 
and it's Luke chapter 24 verses 13 to 35. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Yerushalayim, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened while they were talking and discussing together. Yeshua himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. And then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, concerning Yeshua of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moshe, And all the prophets he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, He took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, Did did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found that the eleven gathered together and those who were with them who said the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread The breaking of the bread is something that you have heard me talk about 
a lot. I use it to push um, furtherance and ascension and wisdom and push people to God uh, closer to Christ. Um, I will utilize parts of um, a very reformational way of speaking um, about Yeshua and the importance of the spirit and the spirit being that which quickeneth and it's not to deny the importance of the breaking of the bread but it is to quickly push people into the seriousness of the now and the importance of accepting the Lord's Holy Spirit so that it is not just getting into a way of looking at the thingness of the world, looking at the Bible, looking at the scriptures, which are very important because they are to be um, revered. They are the word of the Lord. This is true. But I am so thankful that this particular type of message also came across in the Catholic Church today. And this is us joining together This is what happens when Christians from across different levels of ascension and um, faith groups or um, places or or, or a position of, well, for me it is, you know, I I put Jesus first of whatever I am told to do, I will do that um, despite anything. Um, So that's what you're called to do, that's what we have to do but you can't do that if you're only looking at Jesus in a wafer and thinking that that is that's the only access or that's the main access that you have is in the Eucharist during the breaking of the bread because the bread being broken is one thing but it is about the spiritual bread that is being broken that is what is important it's about the impartation in the relationship and the furtherance within it, within a spiritual nature. Glory to God and glory to God and thanks be to God that that was brought across today. That was something that was really quite a central, a really kind of big, important focus today. And it is amazing because I'm like... Been listening to everything that I said. Is this flowing straight on from that? Or are you flowing straight on from me just in the spirit um, and coming up with this? Or, you know, what is this just, you know, our communion now together that's working through this? Or have you actively heard me saying all this? Um, in either case, it um, what's more important is, is that it is, it exists and it's occurring. So, glory to God. this is so important to add as well that when I say and I'm putting the importance on the spirit that's because that's what God wants that's the command that is important but it really is important as well to explain that obviously it's the spirit that quickeneth and when you know you're presented with the Eucharist absolutely of course this is so important um 
is the body and the blood of Christ. Yes, absolutely. So again, I just want to reiterate that at the very end here again and come back to this point. So that's very important and the Eucharist must be revered in that way. But the highest importance is the spiritual essence of God. And that's what this is just coming back to. So it's not denying the importance of the Eucharist, but it's just putting a heavy, more prominent focus on the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of Christ, that essence coming through and then what proceeds from there. So even in the fact that, you know, some people, for example, let's put it this way, if they just externalize God and they think they can consume God and that's the only presence that, you know, God is only there in the Eucharist and then God isn't, you know, where is God the rest of the time? That's what I'm saying is that there must be an important um, possession that Christ is everywhere and we always have access to the Holy Spirit and we only need to accept. So that's the position with regards to this. Um, so it's to prevent people from over-externalizing God and, in other words, rejecting God and just seeing God as part of something that is a thingness and, uh, and therefore encourages a kind of almost laxed way of um, being with regards to life in general in Christ, perhaps when they're away from the Eucharist, and maybe even towards the Eucharist as well. Um, you know, placing the, the highest importance on the spiritual aspects allows us to be quickened to and allows us to ascend in how we revere God in always and at all times as much as we can. So that's the reasoning behind this. That's the importance is the reverence at all times, especially spiritually. Great glory to God and thanks be to God.